0: You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your
1: on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello everyone, happy Wednesday, you are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, and of course, again, I'm your host Christopher Albert de la Roa, (laughs) Uh, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming uh, original content by New York City artists, broadcasters, DJs, journalists, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal, as always, to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities and on the Junkie Jam Hour. It is my continued purpose to highlight and share the impressive projects and imaginative contributions of some of today's most talented, groundbreaking artists, entrepreneurs, and professionals of all kinds who do so much incredible uh, work and live incredible journeys. And they put so much into their craft to bring you Joy. So for this hour, I will do my best to bring them joy. It is my honor to share with you today my very special guest. Uh, Raised in Helsinki, Finland, Uh, she first declared that she wanted to be a singer at just six years old. I don't even know what I wanted at six. Uh, Her love for music uh, continued to blossom. She started gigging and engaging in rehearsals with a band at the age of 17. Uh, Influenced. By the soul of the 60s and the 70s, she describes her music as cinematic soul, and music insiders have come to praise her for not just her achingly blessed, uh, honey-tinged vocals, but have dubbed her an enigmatic, honest, passionate, and dangerous performer. Watch out now some of the highlights in her musical quest, so far, and just to name a few, other than forging a successful European touring act, she has participated uh, on Finnish Idols in 2012. In 2013, she won the Finnish Blues Challenge and represented Finland at the 2014 European Blues Challenge and mentored and worked alongside uh, Finnish's harmonica legend, Helge, I'm going to try to say this right, Talkvist. And recorded with the Helge Takvist Band uh, in 2013. Since her self titled debut in 2016, and her follow up sophomore album, uh, Been Meaning to Tell You, uh, in 2019, she has become a breakthrough artist uh, with a love for the sound of the keys and brass. As she says, uh, Jazz and Blues magazine Downbeat has acclaimed her as a contemplative, songwriter, and a vocal powerhouse. And now with the release of her third solo album, All There Is, critics have yet again found themselves marveled in anticipation, right, because it's going to be released later this month, uh, including Rock and Load magazine, which called the album profound and praise her for just exuding her powerhouse vocal and vulnerability. The album itself was born from a desire to create music in a time of despair and isolation and instead of waiting for a global pandemic to dissipate she took to learning to play the piano and even developed some of the musical arrangements uh, for the horns and backup vocals all on her own she has been hailed as an artist who lives and breathes the blues with 3.6 million streams on Spotify I hand counted Please help me welcome, uh, zooming in all the way from Berlin, Germany, award-winning Finnish blues singer and soul, uh, singer-songwriter Ina Forsman. Hello, Ina. Hello. Thank you so much for the
2: introduction. (laughs)
1: Uh, No, thank you um, so very much for joining me. The honor is... The honor is indeed mine. You don't hear it. I'm just... I just have an applause track going on. Um, <laughs> so much to catch up on, Ina. First of all, congratulations. And you've had more work in your discography that I didn't even get to, but we'll talk about that. Um, no, you got it pretty good. You, you got everything, everything necessary.
2: Like, I'm just going to record this introduction and just show it after, before, every show of mine from now on. It was just perfect. Everything that you need to know about me was basically
1: there. <laughs> Well, we're hoping to learn more about you. Uh, you Now, you were raised in Helsinki, Helsinki, Finland. Yes. Um, You first said that you... Who did you tell that you wanted to be a singer at six years old? Your mother...
2: Yes, it was my mother and it was actually right after I saw the first Idols commercial uh, on TV. And it was like for Finnish Idols. Yes. And it was like this very long commercial that they do sometimes when they're kind of um, premiering like a whole new program. It was like this three minute commercial with this girl growing up from little girl to a grown up and wanting to be becoming a star. And I just looked at that commercial and I was like... Yes, that is me. I'm gonna go to that competition and I'm gonna win it. And then my mom told me, you know, it's for grownups, and I just <laughs> <laughs> I was so bitter and I didn't understand as a six-year-old, like why wouldn't they take me? And, right. and that's when I told that's when I told my mom that okay, well then when I grow up, when I'm a grownup, I'm gonna be a successful singer and a millionaire.
1: I yes. don't know where that. We're from, still manifesting it. Y- yes, Nina. I'm
2: still working on that, but like I got the singer part down pretty much. So from
1: 16 and 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 by the time you were 17, which is incredible, you you started gigging. I, I mean, I used to tour with the New York Boys Choir in my teenage years and I loved it. But it t- it takes a lot of work, right? Obviously in hindsight you were proclaiming it at 6, but since then you had a lot of work to do, obviously finding your voice. Um, working on the craft of a vocal technique whatever that may mean to you
2: yes it's it's a lot of you know when I started as a 17 year old of course I was still a baby and and quite naive and and it took me a lot of years and just already kind of working with music to actually realize that what is it that I want to do? What is the kind of artist that I I want to be? And I think I'm just getting into the state where I'm actually very kind of grounded in in what i want to be and what are my dreams you know
1: you 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 mentioned something very important which is what kind of artist do i want to be and when you think and it's a marvelous opportunity for those who can partake in it right whether it's idle or anything else um at least televised competitions But when you put yourself out there, you only get one chance to introduce yourself, at least to a broader audience. And, you know, if you do it at a time where you're still experimenting, you know, people might not give you that next opportunity to showcase, oh, this is where I am now, later on yeah
2: it's it's very much like that and and that's why there's also this whole stigma of you know an artist releasing the second album so many times it said that the second the album curse. is never as good <laughs> as the first one i disagree. because usually by the second album when it comes except for christina aguilera because stripped was was so, that her second so, so, i think that was her like she, she took she a did, little like, while so,
1: stripped was great yes. yeah
2: yeah but like um usually by the time when the artist gets to their second album they have already kind of figured out more what they want to do and then it might be something completely different than the first album absolutely and and yeah I I understand that because sometimes you fall in love with the artist right when they come out and then it's kind of hard as a fan to see them grow and evolve to a direction that you're not kind of agreeing with
1: but, but they're a representation of maybe the genre, but they're not yeah. yet presenting themselves yet wholly.
2: yeah, yeah. it's 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 tough because also like I. I always love to grow and change and and every year I'm inspired by different things. So, of course, naturally, each project, each album will sound a little bit different. For me, that's the beauty of it. But I'm also, uh, I would lie if I said I never, you know, fell in love with the artist or artist's project. And then when they release the next project, I'm like, well, hmm, this is not at all the same as the previous one. It shouldn't be. (laughs) Right. It
1: it should not. Yeah. So now, again, influenced by the soul of 1967. I grew up. My mother raised. I mean, Motown. Loved. You know, so ingrained in in our culture. Um, other than you know the the salsa and the merengue at the time as well. Um. You you mentioned Christina Aguilera. And I know your aunt gave you your I don't know if it was your first CD, but was that yes. like your first time that you, you know, first you saw yourself in a competition? But then was what happened with 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 this Christina Aguilera CD that I guess propelled you that, oh no, this is this is real. This is tangible.
2: So I think like both of these things happen at the same, around the same time, around the same year. I got this, um, the Christina Aguilera's first album with the, you know, the genie in a bottle, come on over, all of those songs.
1: And um, very slickly produced, right? Yes,
2: but like still so good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I got the album, and before that, I had mostly listened, you know, the kind of music that my parents were listening, and what you hear on the radio in Finland, which is a lot of, you know, Finnish pop music, pop
1: folk, and
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, and and a lot of the f- kind of Finnish music is sang very softly a lot of falsetto a lot of kind of soft vocals not a lot of you know this kind of belting or like you know what you hear or the how you
1: hear the divas sing so classical technique pretty much
2: yeah so yeah and just this voice, very kind of clear. soft almost yeah fairy like kind of singing and I got the Christian Aguilera album and and that was like I think for me the first introduction of like okay so this is what belting sounds like this is what growling sounds like this is what vocal runs sound like it was the f- first like real introduction for me and i just remember thinking like yeah i want to sing like this like yeah. i don't want to i don't want to sing like a fairy i want to sing like, <laughs> like this." and back then i still had no idea of like Aretha franklin or Edda james or anything like that you know artists all Christina artists that- Aguilera right. Is, is sure. by. right right so that kind of started the whole thing for me uh, and the kind of kind of my my vocal journey, how I wanted to use my
1: That's my very, voice. I, I love that. For for me it was Mariah's first album and I was like, "Right. This is dope, but I can't sing like that, but eventually <laughs> yeah. I'll find my voice." Um let's talk about a little bit then about your upbringing. Um you you know you grew up in Finland. Finland most known for at least I'm just an ignorant person from America. <laughs> um, but it is known as one of the happiest places or the countries in the world. You so know, they say. Known as the best, you know, at least having one of the best educational systems, cleanest air. Um, you know... And the best
2: you, ice hockey team.
1: And the best... <laughs> <laughs> the ice hockey team. Yes. Do you... Uh, I mean, do you even realize that when you're a child, like how lovely life, I mean, not, you know what, scratch that, I wouldn't say life, but the environment around you.
2: Well, I grew up in a quite small city. Uh, we lived quite close to Helsinki, the capital city, but yeah. still, it was considered very much a countryside. And I just remember around, you know, the teenage years, we would all be so fed up with our, this, the village that we grew up in, yeah. and like
1: we would, As we couldn't kids wait. Would be,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, we couldn't wait to go to Helsinki. And it was like embarrassing to live there and (laughs) hang out there. And like, we would even take like buses to go to like bigger cities around us and just hang out the mall because there wasn't a mall in our little village. And then later on, you know, and it wasn't even that late, but just like in our 20s, we would sit down with our friends and be like, we were so lucky. Yeah. Like we were, yeah. we lived in a haven. It was so safe. You know, of course, there's always issues sure. in, in every school, bullying yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But in a small kind of village, just surrounded by nature, everyone knowing everyone, it, it was a safe haven. And I had a really nice, nice childhood around there. Yeah. Now, now
1: they say Finland is, is a great place to catch the uh, Aurora Borealis. Is that something? you've ever caught i mean i guess it depends where right
2: no i I don't i don't think i (laughs) know
1: she's like uh northern Lights, whatever um (laughs) another thing at least finland this is not subjective this is the fact of the matter big on women's rights um uh, sana marine prime minister also an all-female, I'm I'm assuming it's still an all-female government run government with leaders. I think so, yeah. Um, Other than being one of the safest countries in the world um, and, you know, Pride Month, you know, it is on par to be one of the safest and welcoming um, for us in the LGBTQ plus communities as well. Um, I mean, I know you're in Berlin, right? So... Mm. How does that affect you? Not just as an artist, but do you ever think about? Oh, I'm still a repre- for for a lot of people. When you step out and you're saying, "I am a Finnish musician artist," you know this was mm. my culture. Do you ever feel like a sense that people are looking at you as this? You know, not just representation of it, but like. I, I'd imagine it's still a sense of pride.
2: Well, yeah, of course. I've always, that's a, that's a tough question. Because
1: of, <laughs> I mean, you're your own person.
2: Yeah. Like I, I love to, I love to bring out my culture. Um, and, and, you know, I, for me, like it's more, I take it quite, lightly I, I don't take myself too too seriously or you know during my shows I, I don't talk about my culture or, or that kind of yeah. stuff I'm I'm proud but I'm not that proud <laughs> and I've always I kind of you know I started touring uh, around Europe when I was quite young so I have become quite of a quite of a traveler and you know sometimes a lot of puzzle a lot of, a puzzle yeah, a all lot of different days. pieces yeah a lot of days i talk and and think more in english than in finnish nowadays and and sometimes i i do i do miss it and i do miss the little things that you know you have in your own country and i start listening to like audio books and podcasts in finnish because i miss speaking to someone in finnish you know when i'm here in berlin um I'm like yeah, of course, um, I'm I'm proud of it and wh- one of the things I love to do because Finnish uh is one of the toughest languages actually, like the most. I I've, kind of I've I
1: see <laughs> there's a lot of consonants in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh in in my band I have a lot of nationalities. At one point my band had a, a person from every continent basically. So when we would be on the road, we would uh, you know, we would see a cow or a Horse, and then everyone would say, you know, what is it in their in language? language. I, there was Spanish, there was yeah. Afrikaans, there was German, Albanian, yeah. and then I would come in with Finnish, <laughs> and it
1: would always top Just everything because it didn't, it didn't them so many anything. letters in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Um, but 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 now, eventually, you did partake in the Voice in Finland.
2: I, I 15, actually did uh, I the know you. Finnish Idols, yes. I, I did the Finnish Idols on 2012.
1: But now, did you drop out? Did I read
2: that correctly? Well, I got to the finals, and then I dropped
1: out. Uh, I was, I think, ninth place on the finals. See, but when, when when you say drop out, I feel like that's on your own accord. Like, oh, oh no, this no, is my no, no. decision. No, they, I'm dropping They dropped out. me. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> let me go. They didn't vote me enough.
1: <laughs> which which first of all in itself is an accomplishment, right?
2: I mean at I the, mean, end what of was the, the day, I guess. Did
1: you did, I mean did that experience give you any insight to yourself in any meaningful way?
2: Well, that was definitely the moment I realized that yeah this is what i want to do like um after i dropped out i was you know i was 17 years old i was still in school i dropped out of school because i was like well i don't want to be a graphic designer i i need to you know i want to be a star and you know
1: later i'll just do my own album covers
2: yeah And and one thing it was like, of course, because when that was like the first real experience for me, that was one of the first times that I ever, you know, sang solo on the stage was on an Idol's live TV performance for millions of people. There's it's quite a drop, you know, after that when you. But it's a great place to cut
1: your teeth on
2: it is for sure like but at the same time like after that when you would go and do these shows on these small bars it humbles you real quick yes absolutely (laughs) Uh, like whatever whatever cloud you were standing on during those live performances you're coming down and
1: and that's what you learn (laughs) as any performer you know um i think i kind of had the same experience when i used to tour you know and It'll be fab, you know, fabulous. Everyone loves you, and and yeah. everyone's there to s- hear your music. Whether it was, you know, contemporary or gospel, whether we were at churches or a bigger platform. Mm. But once I started doing solo work, mm. in whether it was dive bars or smaller venues, people weren't there to see you. So you know. Right. But it is for yourself and, and you have to kind of grow that thick skin and and you still learn to put yourself out there on your own.
2: Yeah, and, and you learn to kind of be grateful for everything and, yeah. you know, learn to always give your all no matter how many people are watching and, and what kind of venue it is. Uh, you take every single show as, as 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 is is just as as important as as the other, and that's what I learned and to just appreciate and do every show, you know, giving
1: your hundred percent. So, Ina, you're you know on your new album, you talk about writing music for yourself but i want to mm-hmm. step back just a little bit before we get into the new album and, and some music so i can shut up um you know we listed your solo albums but you also did um an album with um held the held talk Vist band am i saying that mm-hmm. right
2: uh, it's uh
1: helge, oh, helge very T- close helge yes. talk it's a Swedish yes, name. Shweed. Okay. Swedish, <laughs> okay. Um Blues Caravan, uh, Blue Sister album in 2017. That was with Layla Zoe, Tasha Taylor. You also did uh, an album, Blues Caravan 2019, with Ali Venable and Katarina Pajak. <laughs> what? Would you say that you appreciated most in in the collaborative setting? And how would you say it's different from your process now?
2: Well, before my two previous solo albums, I always co-wrote the songs with with someone else. Um, I would always come up with lyrics and melody and then... Someone else, someone very professional in there with their own instrument, either guitar or piano, yeah, would yeah. then come up with the chords, and we come up with the structure together, and 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 that works great. And especially in the beginning, I I didn't really have that much, you know, sense in in music theory wise. Right. But you know, little by little, you just learn by just playing hundred shows a year magically you start learning stuff and you know once the once the pandemic hit and there was really nowhere else to go except this little room of mine with my keyboard and my laptop I just started working more on my own and I started to learn playing piano and I started I, I bought Logic Pro and started yeah. learning production like okay I, I ordered a, like a vocal microphone and I just started recording stuff on my own and writing songs and it really took me on its own journey and i started to figure out like you know what i can actually do this on my own and that's how this new album was born in in this kind of atmosphere of self-discovery
1: i love that and you know speaking of self-discovery you've also recently bought yourself a new guitar <laughs> yes i did oh you noticed that <laughs> Um, so, so obviously that will be the next Yes, album that's the next challenge that inspire yeah. um, So you know what? We're just going to Play some music um, right. From your new album All There Is And we, I would, if you don't mind i like to play Don't Lose Today And then we'll talk a little bit about that Alright, perfect You guys uh, hang out you are listening to The Junkin' Jam Hour. I am joined by blues and soul singer and songwriter Ina forceman This is Don't Lose Today.
3: I can see the light in your eyes,
0: dimmed down.
3: Dim. One's beaming so bright, I know you're probably way too bright.
1: Don't Lose Today by Ina Forsman, uh, just incredible singer, songwriter, uh, now stationed in Berlin, Germany. Yes, I am. Uh, thank you so very much for just coming on, not just sharing your journey, sharing your music with us. So beautiful. Now, um, Rock and Load Magazine Um, At least one of the premier, you know, magazines that um, platforms, you know, talks about all sorts of kinds of music, uh, particularly those that are making noise in the industry. One of the things it said about the song, you know, the instruments on the song will take you back to the golden days of Motown. We love that. We hear that. Uh, Ina's storytelling, um, however, brings you back to the modern day and the difficulties of living in it which is interesting to me because motown and i think that was one of the issues i think marvin gaye uh, initially had right motown was you know in the midst of a reckoning in, in in at least in our society here in the states yet barry gordy wanted to provide an escape Mm. Right and And mm. for me, whenever I hear that sound and I hear the music, it does provide you that escape from whatever life may bring. However, mm. you know, you juxtapose that feeling of the good feeling music with what's really going on. It doesn't have to be an escape. Why is that important to you? Of saying this is how it truly is. You can still... You can still feel joy in the music, but I want you to feel something at the same time. I think
2: one of the great ways of, you know, doing music is to remember that people listen to music in different ways. I'm always the kind of person that I dig deep into the lyrics. If the lyrics don't... If I don't vibe with the lyrics, I it doesn't matter how good the song is. And on the other hand, my mom is the kind of person that she sometimes has no. She could be listening to the dirtiest, kinkiest song, She's and good with with no melody. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has no idea about the lyrics, and I think that's just a nice way to think that when you write, if, if you, for example, write a song with a really deep meaning, and you know, like, don't lose today. For me, it's mostly hopeful I guess yes I guess it's just for me it's like kind of like a note to self and then if other people can relate to it then that's just yes greatest gift but also you know if someone can also just kind of listen to it as it is like this up-tempo uplifting soul tune
1: so be it yeah I love that um you know don't lose today only hoping for a better tomorrow today is all that we got Time is a loan no money can borrow. Why is it easy for some of us, and I've done it, to get stuck in the dreams of what tomorrow will or could be rather than making the most of what today can be?
2: I think at this day and age, it's really hard to live in the moment because our our society is so driven by... You know goals and and you know reaching a higher stand in life you have to get more money and get it quicker and you know build a better future for your loved ones and i think that it, it's a beautiful thing to you know dream about building a better future yes. for, your, for you and your loved ones but we can get so stuck in that and just thinking that and every day you know you're in your apartment or you know you're at your work and you're just thinking like oh I can't wait till 10 years you know when I have enough money to do this and this and this and 10 years from now yeah you might have more money but you will be actually worried about the other ten years, you know, forward thinking
1: like, but then I'll never gonna be have, too, yeah, you'll never yeah, be now.
2: There's never, there's never going to be a moment when you're going to sit down and be like, "Yep, this is enough." So, you know, trying to kind of take that in and be like, "Okay, so how can I find gratitude in every moment and every day that I'm in, even the ones when you know I'm in an apartment where I don't want to live in ten years or I'm in yeah. a job that I don't want to be in That's- ten years and be happy for, yeah. for for a moment.
1: And and you know when we say that ina for those of us who do do that it, that did not come easy that has also taken practice. Yeah. You yeah, get like into it's the practice yeah, you that also kind of
2: Yeah, I think it's also one one funny way to kind of stay in the moment is actually instead of looking into the future is looking into your past and see how much you've grown. Yes. How much that's it, right. how much how much it took to for you to be in this moment and you know we all come from different backgrounds and you know it's easy to look at someone like the kardashians and and be be jealous and feel like you'll never be enough when actually the background you came from it's a goddamn miracle that you're standing where you're you're standing yeah
1: it's 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 right and and take stock of your own accomplishments up to now right um this struck me this line struck me by the way my father just passed away this week I was not I'm so sorry thank you I was not a beneficiary of Mm -hmm. his anything (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not to say he wasn't a great grandfather or a father to some of my other siblings but for me Mm -hmm. just not there so but my vision of great fathers are my brothers are my uncles and and, and have been Mm. other people and mentors in my life but this struck me how hard work always pays off my daddy used to say now regretting all the time that he wasted chasing the rainbow when the treasure was waiting for him to come back home you know we often again we think the grind of life Mm. happens outside of the home you know, to keep that rug from being pulled up from under us. <laughs> we have to work incredibly hard to ensure that our families, again, you know, fed, clothed, sheltered, educated, healthy. But mm-hmm. we forget the relationships that we're trying to ensure a great life for. Those need care and maintenance. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah that's uh, that's i also that's i think that's my favorite lyric of the of the song and it's actually it's even deeper because i actually i just didn't come up with it i actually had this conversation with with my dad and actually this whole song is born from uh, two different conversations the first was with my husband when one day i asked him if if he's happy like if like if he could rate how happy he's in yes. life from that's 1 a great to question always
1: ask always yeah. my husband and, my husband asked me the same thing
2: <laughs> right and, and his number was really surprisingly low he's okay. a very real realist serious kind of man so i knew it's not gonna be like a 10 10 10 i'm so happy yeah no but it was it was very low it was under five and i was a bit shocked by that and then he said that I'm i feel like asked. i'm working yeah, right. I'm glad you he asked. said, yeah. um, I feel like I'm working and working for day and night for a better tomorrow. And while doing that, I'm losing today. Wow! And that's how the song started. That's how the Don't Lose Today was kind of born from that conversation. And then the second one was when I was talking with my dad and, and you know, he told me that this... When, when I was born, my parents were very young and they didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they really built their life to, you know, bring a better life for us children. And And my dad worked, he worked day in and day, yeah. day out to, to build a better life for his children. And then later on, you know, when we would, you know, sit down and have a drink, me and him, he would tell me that, you know, he wished that he didn't work that much. But you get stuck with it because you get so stressed and pressured to bring a better future to your children. And before you know, they're grown ups and you realize how much time you missed with them because.
1: Absolutely. To,
2: and it's like, it's, it's about I'm so grateful to, yeah, for him. But yeah. at the same time, like, Yes, he he was missed at, at at many occasions. Although he he did give give his all and he was present, but I'm sure there could have been more, you know, those times, free yeah. time that we could have been but together. But then it goes back. Family.
1: Well, then what can we do about it today? Exactly. Um, and, and my apologies, Inna, you know, I have the windows open and we get a little New York City noise going on over here.
2: Well, that's that's just great for the atmosphere, in right? In the
1: studio. I, it's a catch 22. It's like if I keep the either the fan or the air conditioning on, I don't want that in our audio either. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Real quickly, and then we'll move on. I just love this song. All that we need, all that we dream of, is destined to find its way. Growing up, one of my favorite gospel songs, and I'm not religious, but music is music. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Patience is a virtue I desire. You know, obviously, we can't just dream. We also have to do things to set that idea in motion, Um, everything that we want to manifest for ourselves, we have to not just put it out there in some way, but we have to take action um, on it. But what good is all of that without faith that it'll come to pass, trusting that our Mm. seeds will grow? Mm. That's beautiful. Have you ever had any challenges? And haven't we all? (laughs) That you had to just remind yourself, look, maybe I'm not getting the response or the result I want today, but I still have to keep working on it and it doesn't have to be Uh, overnight.
2: Yes. I, I struggle with that. Uh, Especially right now in this kind of stressful time when I'm releasing a lot of new music, (laughs) because I am a big dreamer. That's also what I say in the song. And like I said, don't lose today's, for me, it's the biggest note to self because I worry about the future all the damn time. So, i i I have some mantras that I sometimes ah. to just repeat and repeat, Absolutely. and and one of them is that I'm exactly um, where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going where I'm supposed to go, and I just try to remind myself that my path is unique and. I just have to trust it sometimes and and let go and of course you know like i love to work hard for my dreams and i think it's really important but at the same time you know if you only worry about the future you're really not gonna appreciate any of the goals that you achieve because you will always be worried about the next what's the next thing yeah yeah i love
1: that um I want to talk about blues because because you know blues is such a big part of not just your music but who you are um the music genre of blues originated in the deep south here in the united states that we know of right um around the you know mid 1800s um by african-americans not just roots by africans but also african-americans who produce spirituals just out of a need of you know survival right so when we think of how blues was born out of not just surviving subjugation and oppression slavery and then, of course, you know, you have the uh, oral elements of the slaves that was imported from uh, West Africa, the transatlantic slave trade. And then the rural blacks here in the United States who pioneered this, who kept this movement going, you know, when we think of and, and fully uncredited, you know, and it's only now that we're really uncovering the roots. Um, you know, you have Gertrude Ma Rainey, Bessie Smith, Lucille Bogan, Mamie Smith. What has blues, soul, jazz instilled in you as a woman who is of an entirely, at least on the outside, you know, you're an entirely different subset of traits. You come from a different world, certainly different privileges the world has afforded Mm -hmm. you, yet the music still speaks to you. You're still a woman who has her own challenges in life. Mm -hmm. How has blues been your saving grace?
2: Well, I just remember when when I really started to, you know, take a deep dive into the history and the different musicians, when I started playing with Helga Dahlqvist band and the first years we would be, before I started to write my own songs, we would play blues covers mostly. And I would take this deep dive to find, you know, what kind of artists I like and, and what kind of... You know, genres I would like because there's you know blues and soul and jazz and then about hundred subgenres and you know there's yeah. Chicago blues and yeah. there's Western blues and all of this and like what is what is it that I am into and for me I always love to listen to vocals. Yes, it's surprising. Yes. I am a singer, but um, when you hear those notes those vocals of of artists like big mama thornton molly waters sam cook nina simone yes. i just can't find the kind of feeling and
1: that i feel like in my Donnie soul the way you love aretha franklin as well yes all of, yeah, all,
2: yeah all of that african-american musicians and and pioneers of these of this music you can't find it anywhere else i can't find this feeling of like feeling like a needle is going through my soul you know in the best way possible and that's just always that struck me that feeling of soulfulness it's always what i seek and what i try to you know create as a as a white modern finnish woman in my in my own little way um, inspired but by it is a legends.
1: testament regardless of who you are it comes from your soul you can't you can't just manufacture it it is you right and another yeah, one, wo- another I would say a woman of a certain color who I love as well Amy Winehouse yes oh, oh just God. soul just I love her it is who she was it's not about the mute you know Ina you're not a soul singer you are soul Oh, um, I caught a little cover. Uh, love is a losing game. I love that song.
2: Oh, the one with where I play ukulele.
1: Yes. Now I want to <laughs> ask you a question, and I know it's random, but it does have to do with Amy Winehouse. And you've been in the music business forever. I would say at least a And good, years.
2: Let's say you've forever. You've earned your stripes. Let's you've earned your stripes, yep.
1: and you have forever more to go. Sure. <laughs> Would you say, and and obviously Amy Winehouse isn't the only one, but would you say in the music industry, in the business of entertainment, in your opinion, does it introduce you to, or does it, it, it could be a place to exacerbate your personal or inner demons if you haven't found them yet?
2: Um could you go a little deeper into I guess the question? when
1: we think about entertainment how it could break some people mm. do you think as artists who have always who probably found their art to escape whatever demons they were running from to begin with mm. but can the music mm-hmm. industry or the entertainment industry not be a safe place for someone who might be a little more vulnerable
2: I think the music business can be and and is for for certain very very toxic in in a lot of places, and the music itself can be the artist's savior, but as right. well, the, 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 but the music career for me at least would be you know, the thing that would probably take me down because when you start taking it too seriously and, you know, if things don't go the way you planned, it it can get really dark sometimes in your head fighting those inner demons, trying to, you know, stay on your lane and think that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes the demons fight back and they're like, no, you'll never go there. And it can get really dark also because I think that, artists have a special amount of passion in them Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more more than people who work in other fields but when it comes to art and music we feel everything we have our hearts on our sleeves and we're not afraid to love or or feel all the emotions and it comes with a cost you know sometimes we when it goes down it it goes down bad Mm -hmm. so when it comes to the music scene and music business that is, you know, filled with not musicians, but, you know, businessmen
1: and businesswomen. Suits. Uh, Business.
2: Exactly. They can
1: really kind of... Gatekeepers of... Yeah. They can really
2: kind of use the kindness and a little bit of this naive attitude that a lot of musicians have. A lot of us just want to feel positive vibes and we just want to do our music and we just want to, you know, tour and do that. And then a lot of kind of these business people can look at, look into that and be like, okay, we'll sign this contract and I'll make sure your dreams come true. And two years later you realize like, oh, damn it. I should have not signed that contract. I guess I'm not sure if this kind of answered your question. No, it's fine.
1: Actually, let's take this, let's segue that, you know, First of all, your your new album, again, all songs written and performed by you. Um and, and, and obviously I would I would assume this is your most personal album to date.
2: Yes, I would say so.
1: Um but before before getting there, you know you you're per you're you've you've been an artist who has been Your trajectory has found you under the guidance of record label and and I guess that sort of management uh, with Rough Records. Now you're in Jazz House. You know, there's indie artists out there who produce and finance their own recording projects. Real quickly, what are the differences or maybe advantages of having a a label to back you and help you develop and publish your music versus doing it on your own and was this a path that found you or something you chose purposefully
2: it was the uh, it was my decision to leave from roof records and around that time I thought like okay well I'm just gonna be an independent artist for a while figure things out get to know music business myself so next time that I make a deal whenever it may be who with whoever it may be with I know exactly, you know, what's going on in the contract and what is it that I want and what is it that they're asking from me. So and and then the pandemic started. So I guess not the best time to become an independent artist, but you know what? We're here, we're alive. The album is coming out. Everything went better than expected. So better than
1: expected. Well, well, thank you so much. I mean, I I I know I get a little nosy on my end. (laughs) And 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 I really just appreciate that you're you're just so open. Um, I want to. I don't even know if I, if we have time to play Poor Heart and and maybe talk a little bit about that, but let's play Poor Heart real quick. All right. I mean, time just flies when you're having fun. I know, right? You guys are listening to the Junkie Gym Hour. I am joined by a singer, soul singer, and songwriter Ina Forsman. This is poor heart Forceman. Forceman, excuse me. Poor heart. Uh, you are listening to us right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. To find out more uh, about Radio Free Brooklyn, you can just go to radiofreebrooklyn.com for everything I do. You can go to junkin'jam.com. Ina, I love your music, your new project, your new album. It's fabulous. When does it drop? So, All There
2: Is album drops on 24th of June. So in a few weeks.
1: Yes, and Love Me, um, you say was written around the feeling of saying I love you for the first time, comes out this week.
2: Yes, in two days, on Friday. I love that. Um,
1: You know, this... By the way, for anyone who's looking to find out more about Ina forceman you could go to ina i-n-a-f-o-r-s-m-a-n.com she's on instagram facebook tiktok at everywhere ina forceman find her on youtube um fabulous poor heart don't pour it all at once we got a long way home i've led you on too far but before you turn to stone I can't let go, I can't let go, real quickly. we—we, we, I mean, young love, it's easy to get excited. How do you balance, you know, not giving too much at one time, allowing the relationship to flourish naturally, but also being realistic about expectations?
2: Yeah, Poor Heart is really about the battle with your inner demons and kind of trying to figure out that, you know, if you actually achieved all you ever dreamed of, but at the end of that road, you realize that you're not the same person anymore. You actually had to let go of something really important in yourself, something you loved, which is still go all the way. Yeah. And that's the kind of storyline I took for this, took for this song.
0: This episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeart Podcasts. Google Play Music and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.